0: a faction without the facts, son. Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the faction. And I am not by myself. No, 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 no. The valedictorian, the father of Jordan and Jackson is here in the building, GB.
1: What's going on, good people?
0: Happy Wednesday. Oh, yeah. It's time for the faction. It's another one. And your boy is back what you, what you say? Your boy is back. Clack is in the building. What's happening, fam?
2: What's going on, everybody? You know, I, I said to myself, I can't allow our viewers to just be stuck with Courtney Beard for another week. I said, th- you know, I don't care what I got to do to get here. <laughs> Guys, I'm back. I know he's been mistreating you, calling oh. you out of your name. Mm-hmm. Your defender is back. <laughs> So wait, here's so my first,
1: wait I, I got it. my first question. Are you safe or were you safe from the grasshoppers? I know you were in Vegas <laughs> and the grasshoppers were of biblical proportions. Were you safe? Listen, people
2: were looking at us like stop the plague. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I actually, we didn't see any. It's, and I know as funny as that's going to sound, it's going to wow. play right into the sermon. We did not encounter one grasshopper. Wow. None of us did. Wow. And we were all in separate places in the city. Not one of us saw one grasshopper.
0: That's crazy. That that's sounds crazy. about right, doesn't it? It
1: does. It does. <laughs> they they would be free of the grasshoppers, of course. <laughs> I mean, because the reports were just crazy. I mean, like, I get the, the Willies just thinking about it, man. Like, that's, that's
0: crazy. The Willies. I have
1: I'm just saying. Heard anybody say the Willies in a a minute? Yeah, man, I can't mm -mm, can't do that.
0: Can't do that. (laughs) What? What what did those phrases told me? What did Willie do that was so bad that made us call a bad feeling after his name? I
1: don't know. I don't know. But it's it's special. Clearly,
0: I also feel the same way when they say "win one for the Gipper." Who is the gipper? Well, and why he ain't been in practice? That's a
1: whole movie. That was a movie that Ronald Reagan was in and that's a line from that movie and that's how that you know kind of picked up. So I have range never heard no practice win one for the gipper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that one.
0: You say you've never heard that? Never. Yeah. Cuz clack grew up super safe is always win one for Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: for the bishop, ah, that's so funny. So, wait, Clack, let me ask you because I know you've been traveling the last three weeks. Can you list off all the places you've been in the last three weeks?
2: Last three weeks, I have been to Orlando, Florida, okay, uh, and Las Vegas twice. Okay, so I've only been three places, oh. I've just been those three places for a long period of time. So, we took the family on. Family vacation I promised the kids That nice. You know Since I was Going non-stop This year I promised them I would give them a week And I forgot And so Christabel reminded me oh, wow. um with a, with a rather large um, Vacation bill And she said Here You pay for this uh, Since you promised us All a kid away Wow And so I, I it, it was the best decision Of my life Though so we had a blast At Universal Studios And yeah. it, it was just great And then I had to go To Las Vegas uh, With uh, Apostle and and Pastor AD and Pastor LeBryant, we had a getaway just for us. Mm-hmm. And then it, it was so crazy; I had to be there the very next week again. So it, it was just it was a lot, but wow. it, it was it was a busy July. In July, GB, I was home six days. Holy cow!
1: And that was your six birthday days in month.
2: July. And that and that was my birthday month. Wow! What in the world? But. But I'm, but I'm back. I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm here all month long. Uh, September. I'm home. I'm pretty much home for the rest of the year. Really. So nice. I'm excited about that. Nice.
1: I, I think it should be noted that the two places that Clack spent the most time in July were both stalwarts for WCW at some point, and uh, one even hosted an all elite situation in terms of uh, double oh, or God. nothing. So I think it's interesting that he was in places that the WWE hasn't frequented
2: lately. So yeah, pretty cool. Well, um, you know, I was also on a on a half and half assignment uh-huh. from uh, from Oh from, you were from part, spy. Just, uh, <laughs> part spy. Just <laughs> checking Got things you. out, you know, Get the land. was getting the late. Joshua chapter two. I was just one of the spies. Yeah. You know, never mind, I'm not gonna say <laughs> Yeah, just one of the spies.
1: Oh, my gosh. Courtney, man, how are, how's your week been? You've been all over the place as well.
0: Man, my week has been good. Listen, the thing that I'm the most amped about is we just finished this mob on Friday night, which is downtown events that we're doing. Yeah. It was absolutely dope, absolutely crazy. You can go to my social media and see the video footage from it. That was dope. Uh, life is just really good. There are some great things cooking yeah. in my life as I approach my birthday August twenty sixth coming up, and uh, y'all can hit your boy if you want to. Uh, Clyde, did I say happy birthday to you on your birthday? Nope, but that's okay. Wow, are you sure?
2: I'm sure he's sure. Here's why I know it's okay. I don't bring up when just like how you try to make me feel bad about me missing stuff, and you know I I don't bring it up. I have (laughs) such love for you that even if you don't ever tell me happy birthday again. (laughs) I'm not the charlatan that you are. Ooh. The remember of wrongs. Hey, <laughs> a good name for you. You are the rememberer of wrongs. <laughs> wait, wait,
1: seriously? wow. Wait, when was your birthday? Well, I wait, I and just he asks when. I, now, see. This, I whack. just love it. Let, let me is, let let answer that better. for you. Let me answer that for you. How can you forget his birthday? It is the day of independence, and every
0: year he tells his oh, story. Oh. It's every oh, yes, year he Wait. tells the no. story. Clack. Clack, I barbecued in your memory, and it like I'm he's dead. dead. What Wait. in his memory? <laughs> I just what? Died. Oh my
1: god, what is wrong with yeah. you, Courtney? Oh, my God, you barbecued in his memory. Dude, like, he's dead.
2: Lord Jesus. Well, I am yet still living. In, in the words of Chase, when Noah broke his kneecap, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, God, I love it. I love it. Has that rematch happened? Oh, no.
2: No, no, no. No, I I forbid Noah. Yeah. I said, I wish you would come to this church and break somebody else's name. <laughs> Boy, you will never serve on this pastoral
0: staff. <sighs> Don't you think about it. You cannot break the saints in half.
4: Oh
1: my
0: God! Well, well, look, speaking of moments, I asked you guys off air and I said I'd ask you guys on the air and this is so random and it, it fits. Guys, have you ever stolen anything? Even as a kid.
2: He said it fits.
0: Where does this
1: fit? Well, I I think the only thing I can say I did steal was Yanni's heart. (sighs) What? Yeah. February yet? I
3: know.
0: I know.
4: I'm
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Somewhere, there's some jaded guy in DC like. Bing, you drug owner. Well, he yep.
1: may be in DC, he may be in other places. I don't know. Wherever, wherever. I'm just saying, you know. I, th- there may be more than one. I don't know. You know, you know what I found out? And you guys know this. You guys know this. When you get married, all of a sudden people come out of the woodwork who had been holding crushes and they'd been holding the old flames and whatnot. Yeah, I mean it it's it's So, I mean, I don't I don't honestly know the number of people who've had those kinds of feelings for her because she doesn't usually tell me. And some of them will just, you know, kind of slide in her DMs. But she's real quick about handling that type of stuff. So, yeah. Hey, if you're
0: out here and you slid into Yanni's DMs to confess your love, do me a favor. DM me. so that we can have your name, phone number. We can expose you.
1: Oh, no. No, you know what? One thing I'm not – I'm never worried about anybody going in her DMs because she's so hardcore – like, let me put it this way, and I'm sure she doesn't mind me saying this. Um, I, we, Matter of fact, one of our big things is playing Words with Friends. She introduced me to the game now over a decade ago. And, you are um, proficient at that game to be
0: proficient. Well,
1: thank you. Thank you. And uh, she, <laughs> she and I, she used to talk about this game. I credit her for getting the entire gospel music industry into Words with Friends because mm-hmm. she literally did. And so wow. we we talked so much junk about Words with Friends that it was almost a pay-per-view event. When I finally got at that point an iPod, so I could play Words with Friends against her, but she hates playing Words with Friends. Who people with people who try to make small talk or try to flirt with her in her DMs and Words with Friends, she hates it. She'll literally end a game because she just doesn't, mm. you know. So I have I'm not worried, and even if a guy did try to step to her. Listen, I don't get worried about that type of stuff at all. You know why? Because if if I'm the only person who finds her hot, something's wrong with me. <laughs> nah, that's true. I'm just that's saying. That's true. You, you ever meet those
0: people? G- who G- they I'm, I'm not married. That's the rule. Hello hello, hello. 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 Have you ever stolen anything?
2: Man, I, I've been really trying to think about it. I don't think I have. If I have, it's been like candy or something like that. There was two things that I was always afraid to do: steal and smoke. Hmm. I was definitely okay. afraid. And then plus, you know, I was I was always really sick when I was younger, oh, so it okay. was easy to scare me. Gotcha. It was just easy, you know. Gotcha. I, I was already on the brink of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my I did mom- it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would say, "You steal it and you'll die. Oh, okay. Oh you'll no, die. that's you curse cool. and you'll die."
0: That's I just cruel. walked around like I, I'm not gonna die. Oh my god, that's cruel. I think when, when when I was four, I stole some pantyholes.
4: For what? Yep, that's about right. Yep,
0: that's about right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: For what? Yeah. We were, oh we, my god.
0: We, 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 we were coming out of this store, this grocery store in Virginia that these called B Yes, I remember B L's. It, it was it was right there and i had seen a guy do it a few times before so i took it and put it in my jacket and when i went outside i showed my mom like i scored like look at this wow. man my mom about slap taste out my mouth took I'm me back su- in i had to apologize it was so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
1: i'm sure i'm sure that's crazy that is absolutely crazy well i don't know how we got here but hey these are the things that happen. Uh, When you hang out with us (laughs) at The Faction. So listen, if you missed last week's show, you missed another good one. Last week, we, of course, updated you on the latest standings of the G1 Climax. We also started talking about the NWA and Ring of Honor, their relationship. And then we got into All Elite's big announcement uh, to see if they were really ready for weekly live television. Go back. Check it out, it was a great show It's available here at BonafideRadio.com Or wherever it is that you get your podcasts So, we got a brand new show We got lots to talk about today Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show
0: Welcome to episode 177 of The Faction Right here on Bonafide Radio We'll kick things off with Rest in peace, Harley Race. What was his impact to the world of professional wrestling? AEW has a new TV deal. Matt Riddle is trying to get shanked by Stevie Ray. We'll definitely talk Raw and SmackDown, but before we do, it's the Undisputed Era's theme song by the CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be.
2: Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonner 5 Radio. Shock the System.
0: son
2: welcome back to the faction powered by bonafide radio you were just listening to undisputed that's the undisputed era theme song by cfo gb give us some news
1: all right well before we get into the news um we what people don't know is we have great conversations off air in between segments and they're always fantastic and we were just talking about food and uh, we're talking about how we cook food and all that type of stuff. <laughs> and one thing I have to tell you guys—if you guys have followed me on social media, you probably only know that this happened once, but it's actually happened three times in the last, I guess, two weeks officially now. That I've actually eaten at Slutty Vegan, and it's yes, been amazing. Oh yeah, my that lord! Happened. Oh my lord! It is. It is, it, it is an experience. It's a vibe. It's a whole mood. It's just like a great scenario. And it's the only place, probably on planet Earth, where it's okay to be called a slut or all those types of things. And, you know, no one's offended. It's really quite amazing. So, Quite I, amazing. It's quite amazing. Speaking of slutty vegans. Oh, my God. I'm not doing that oh, with you. So, listen. No. let's. We have to start this off in, in a more proper way and fitting way as we lost a wrestling legend in this last week the late great handsome harley race king of the ring eight time nwa world heavyweight champion he passed away at age 76 after a battle with lung cancer uh he has quite the history in the world of pro wrestling you could argue he's one of the uh toughest men certainly in the history of the sport many remember his feuds with the american dream dusty Rhodes, or of course the nature boy rick flair uh he would come to wwe in 1986 where he'd become the king of the ring and uh be managed by bobby the brain heenan he was involved in wrestlemania three and several other great moments he would retire Uh, in the early 90s and then make a return to WCW as a manager of champions, leading Lex Luger to his first world championship and managing Vader to the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, It's pretty amazing to see all the things that he has done and how he has been widely revered and respected in the world of pro wrestling. Wanted to give us an opportunity here at the Faction to share our thoughts on the impact of the late, great, handsome Harley Race or the King of the Ring Harley Race or just flat out NWA World Champion Harley Race. Clack, I want to start with you, uh, your memories of Harley Race and your thoughts about the legend.
2: Yeah, I'll be very brief, uh, but I didn't know much about it. Uh, I remember him when he came to the WWE, at least when I can remember him, it had to be around 91, 92 Somewhere in there, I, I distinctly remember him in a Royal Rumble. And I remember when I when I came across him that I, I really wasn't that impressed. And once I actually went back and did my research on him, I just thought to myself, oh, young dummy, you, you were. Uh, Harley Race was, uh, you know, he felt like a, an angry sailor to me mm. <laughs> without all of the, the cussing on TV. He was, he was just a rough wrestler. This is the best way I can describe it to me. I, I just felt like, man, that guy came to the ring and he was like, I don't care what we discussed on how this is going to go. I'm going to hurt you mm-hmm. just to let you know I'm Harley Race, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be hurt extensively, but you're going to feel this match. And uh, he, he just seemed like a brute to me. Yeah. So uh, I have the utmost respect for him. Uh, when I think of Harley Race, I think about longevity in the ring. I felt like he could wrestle as long as Ric Flair at times. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I I just I I really enjoyed his career when I came across it, when it mattered, which was in the WWE. Wow. Wow.
1: Shots fired. Courtney,
0: thoughts on Harley Race. Harley Race is one of the greatest to ever step foot and wipe his feet on the ring apron. Harley Race comes from a long line of wrestling history that's often forgotten about today. It was when he started that he named himself Jack Long after his partner. And then his father said, don't make someone else's name great. Make your name great. Now that I preach. And he changed his name back to Harley Race and went into a feud with Terry Funk. And through the 60s and 70s, he found himself fighting not just Terry Funk, but he fought Dory Funk, because you couldn't just fight one funk. You had to fight all the funks. Mm-hmm. You beat one funk, you got another funk, mm-hmm. until you got funked up. And then he went over there to AWA. He did his good fighting. Here's the thing. I've never in life heard anybody fight Cowboy Bill Watts. But he's old enough to wrestle Cowboy Bill Watts, tagged along with Larry Heening, who was the father of Kurt Heaning. They called Larry the Axel, if you didn't know it. But my biggest memory... Is Harley Race, Ric Flair. I agree with Clack. Harley Race wasn't in the same shape as Ric Flair, but could go the distance with the Ric Flair. Harley Race, to me, doesn't seem like he touched the gym after a certain age, but yet he was a brute in the ring. Now, they talk about tough guys in the ring. I'm talking about a real tough guy. Harley Race is a real tough guy. Mm -hmm. He would give you a receipt in the ring and make you remember for the next night of when you wrestle. He had so much gold around his waist. I think that Vince gave him a gift by saying, come up to WWF. We're gonna make your workload a little lighter. You deserve this opportunity to bow out uh, in style. Now, Harley Race went on afterwards and he ended up marrying his fourth wife who was the vice president of a bank. So he was kind of set financially. Shout out Harley Race who married up. But a lot of the boys would talk about, and I heard this years ago, that when you came to his territory Harley Race would throw the cookout of cookouts and they had he had the spicy barbecue sauce that he was known for but Harley was also known as a river, mm. and there's this famous story of Harley Race chasing one Christopher Jerome Jericho around the cookout because Jericho tamped with the barbecue sauce and we don't know what tampered mean but it's a wrestling world we all can imagine i wish the next generation would really get an idea of who harley race is i'll tell you how this sobered me though gb and clack one day stone cold steve austin will be the harley race and we'll be the old guys trying to convince the younger guys you don't understand how it was when that glass shattered Shout out to Harley Race. Let's keep the legacy alive. You
1: know, a lot of stories about Harley Race. One of them, uh, first of all, you know, Harley Race came to us during a generation where wrestlers were not defined by their physique in terms of muscularity, but they were defined by their toughness. You know, so if you look at guys like the Crusher and Dick the Bruiser and even Dusty Rhodes, they were not known for their physical Uh, Prowess in terms of, you know, having these mesomorphic bodies, but they were known for being absolute tough guys in an era where, you know, nobody questioned the authenticity of this sport because they would knock you out and twice on Sunday. You know, Harley Race was incredible, and let's think about this. We would not have, you know, when you, when you start talking about the legacy of a Starcade, which was the, which was uh, really the first big event before a WrestleMania. Um, there would not have been a Starcade without a Harley Race. Harley Race main evented the first Starcade in the big cage match that was a flare for the gold against the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, it, he's just been who he was at all times. He never professed to be a pretty boy. He professed to be a tough guy and he was all of the tough guy he was and then some. I got two quick thoughts before we go. One, I actually got to meet Harley Race and uh, it was very wow. interesting what happened. Um, I was at in Orlando, oddly enough, for WrestleMania 24 and I was uh, getting my bags off of baggage claim and I literally turned around and standing in front of me is Harley Race, and I was just like, "Holy cow!" And I, you know, I greeted him, and I said, D- "Do you mind if I take a picture?" And he was very gracious. And uh, yeah, Harley Race—it was really nuts. Um, the other thing that I have to mention, which I'm sure Clack will get a, a huge kick out of, is the fact that you know, not long before Harley Race died. In fact, it was just a couple of days before he passed. Uh, there's a story that he needed to be transferred. From here in Atlanta to St. Louis. And uh, he needed to take a med flight because he was in really, really bad shape, but his Medicare would not help him do that. A call was made to the WWE, and in 10 minutes flat, Vince McMahon, never blinking an eye, paid for Harley Race in full to be transferred from Atlanta to St. Louis to get a few more days before he passed away. So. Uh, Great story about Vince McMahon, Harley Race, the WWE, and Harley Race absolutely will be missed. Uh, An absolute legend at age 76. Thankfully, he entered the Hall of Fame in 2004. Uh, So I'm intrigued to see what will happen uh, relative to the future uh, regarding Harley Race. But he has a legacy that absolutely is undeniable.
2: If I've said it once, I've said it twice. For Vince to respond? It took him 10 minutes to pay for it in full.
0: Yeah.
1: Courtney, how
2: long did it take Vince to pay for that?
0: 10. To, and, 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 Clack, I, I, I'll tell you this. If I've said it once, I've said it twice. Vince McMahon is one of the finest people that's ever come on this earth. <laughs> Wait,
2: what? Oh, my God. If, if you what said it a... once, you said
0: it once.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! You, you said it today.
0: Oh, father I, there, of there light. aren't too many people, and I, I've said it before on the show, GB. You can pull the tape. There aren't too many people like one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh he, he he's to be cherished.
2: Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh my God! I, I feel like you're trying to annoy me right now. <laughs> I don't even want you to say anything nice about Vince. I'm gonna take 25 seconds to give Vince his flowers now. Time me. I just want everybody to know that Vince McMahon has done things like this for multiple people over the year. You know, it's just now hitting the mainstream uh, media outlets, but Vincent Kennedy McMahon, whether they want to admit it or not, has always been fair to the boys in the back. And I can prove it because China is in the Hall of Fame and she's going to be on WWE 2K20.
1: Well, Thank you. it's funny that you say that. You segued into it. I was going to wait for a little bit, but WWE 2K20, the trailer dropped this past week, or actually on Monday the trailer dropped. The game is hitting stores on October the 22nd, and there's some really unique and special things happening. If you guys have been following this video game series, it has really been a significant and signature game series for WWE since they've partnered with the 2K brand. So some new features that will be a part of this game that are different than previous ones, Uh, For one, there's going to be the 2K Showcase, showcasing the Women's Evolution. So this is the first time that the Women's Evolution will be exclusively uh, a whole thing on WWE uh, 2K20. There will be a Roman Reigns Tower, which will uh, have a variety of new challenges for gamers of all skill level. Of course, there's the My Career Mode. Uh, which some pretty significant things will be able to happen. For the first time in this franchise, they will have mixed tag team matches. So you'll be able to do something like the Mixed Match Challenge on 2K20. And then there are a number of roster surprises that are scheduled. There's going to be a deluxe edition of 2K20. There's the Collector's Edition, which will celebrate the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. So that's going to be incredible. And as Clack mentioned, for the first time in the WWE 2K franchise, China will appear. Also, the Rock and Sock Connection will appear as The Rock and Mankind. And getting ready to celebrate his birthday, oddly enough, on SummerSlam Sunday, Hulk Hogan will make his return to WWE 2K. So the game is dropping on October the 22nd. Um, a week before my birthday, I should add. Will you guys be participating in this game, purchasing the game? Clack, I know you have part of the 2K series from WWE. Is this a win for you?
2: Oh yeah! If I don't get 2K, my house will be in an uproar. I I'm mean, sure. I'm definitely getting it. Noah is on 10. I mean, he knew all the specs before I did. Wow! So he's wow. really excited. Yeah, we're we're definitely investing. So what we do is we trade in. The previous year oh. And it gives us like I don't know Six or seven dollars off Yeah But uh, you know To get the The total experience It's a bit pricey Okay So what, what we do is You know And you'll call me A cheating gamer We pay for it all up front So I don't have to be frustrated In losing matches To Samoa Joe Yeah and I don't get the Unlocked characters and all Of that course so. well,
1: That makes sense That's not cheap That actually makes sense If you pay for all of it up front Then yeah They can't nickel and
2: dime you True. It it is much cheaper if you now you know to all the gamers out there. If you think you're saving money by buying the smaller packages first, I'm telling you, it, it, they're going to get you. you you're going to pay quite a bit to get it all. Wow, wow.
1: Uh, Courtney, are you into gaming at all? And if so, are you going to get this? Game? Of course,
0: I'm into gaming. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: I'm definitely you guys see getting this. Oh God, he has a Ray Mysterio mask on right now. <laughs>
0: Of course! Um don't don't you screenshot this uh clap <laughs> I'm definitely getting this this match this game I have 2K19 now I'll be honest I've probably played it twice I get frustrated by wrestling games because they take so freaking long to load like remember you just put in a Nintendo and play in like 30 seconds Now it's like five minutes of setup time, but I'm definitely going to play 2K20, and I want to use China all the way to the top. Let's go.
1: Wow. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So so (laughs) very soon we're going to have to go to a full video podcast because you guys have to see. What he looks like. He has. He, I hate
2: that his camera so blurry all the time. GB, why does it blur?
1: Well, he, he has a thing where you can choose to blur the background, which he has chosen to do. Right. You know, so. But yeah, you know what? It's funny. I have not played uh, on PlayStation or Xbox in many, many years. Uh, I think I've started doing more mobile gaming than um, I have those games. But it is really making me think about trying to get one, particularly now that I have a son. Um, You know, those will be some great, great times. (laughs) You better get a running
0: start now. Those kids are getting good early. Oh, this is true.
1: This is true. This is true. And shoot, maybe by training him this way, I can help position him to go win some money. Because, you know, last year with WWE 2K19, there's a guy during WrestleMania weekend that won a million dollars for beating AJ Styles. So are you serious? Oh, yeah. I watched it happen. So, uh, yeah, got himself a free trip to WrestleMania and everything. So there's a lot of money in this video game thing. Yeah. He got the free trip to Mania, a million dollars. You know, the guy who won in the Fortnite tournament won $3 million. We're doing the wrong thing, guys. We need to be playing video games. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Kick, kick all this church stuff to the side. Let's let's go play some video games. Shoot, you don't have to worry. Well, never mind. I won't do that. Anyway, hello, G1 oh. Climax. Uh, I can't believe this incredible tournament is getting ready to come to an end this year weekend. So we are in the home stretch of the G1 Climax including matches that took place today. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the update with the matches that took place today. Then I'm going to give you uh, the update on the current standings as we get ready to uh, see who's going to end up in the finals of the tournament. So, A Block matches took place today and I've been excited about this and I'm going to see if I could do this and get the reaction that I want. Um, it, it was from uh, Shizu Shizuka, yeah It was from the Hamamatsu Arena See if you say it right, you'll feel something The Hamamatsu Arena Hamamatsu <laughs> And uh, here are the matches okay. that took place Sonata defeated Lance Archer uh, Bad Luck Fale Defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi Still can't believe I'm saying that Will Ospreay defeated Kenta Which by the way, Kenta has been on a massive losing streak Ever since losing To uh, Kazuchika Okada Start out- hot Yeah, Kota Ibushi defeated Zack Sabre Jr. And then Kazuchika Okada avenged his loss. By the way, he did actually lose the other night. Uh, He lost to Sonata. But he avenged that by defeating Evil uh, with the Rainmaker. So, here's how things are looking right now relative to this tournament. Leading the A block, you've got Kazuchika Okada with 12 points. And that's followed by Kota Ibushi with 10 points. Then Evil, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kenta all have eight points, and pretty much everybody else in the A Block after that is mathematically eliminated. So here's how it's going down, and this is where it gets really, really, really interesting. The next A Block match is the final A Block match, which is happening this Saturday, which, strangely enough, features Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. The winner will win the A Block and go to the finals on Monday. Now, the B block looks very interesting as well. John Moxley right now is leading that with 10 points. Uh, and then he's followed, of course, by Jay White, Tomohoro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Tetsuya Naito, who all have eight points. Juice Robinson, Toriyano, Jeff Cobb, and Tai Chi each have six, and Shingo Tagaki uh, has four. He's eliminated. I do think it is interesting to note. Um, something very interesting, which I—it's hard to believe—but John Moxley got his first defeat in New Japan on Thursday. He lost Toru Yano by countout, which is crazy. Toru Yano is a spoiler, to say the least. So the last bit of B Block action. Uh, there are two more days for the B Block. B Block will happen tomorrow. With matches including Jeff Cobb versus Tetsuya Naito And uh, Hiroki Goto against John Moxley And then on Sunday, the last bit of B-Block action Juice Robinson against John Moxley Tomohoro Ishii and Tai Chi And Tetsuya Naito against Jay White And then on Monday in Tokyo The finals between the A-Block winner and the B-Block winner The winner of that match Will main event And this is going to be amazing They're going to main event wrestle kingdom in january to take on kazuchika okada for the world championship if kazuchika okada wins the g1 climax then he will get to choose his opponent for wrestle kingdom all right i got to ask your predictions and these predictions are going to count and i'm only going to ask for one who's going to win the g1 climax
0: uh, G- G- GB, you, 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 did you say that Jay White, that, that Moxley won via countout? Moxley lost to Toriano via
1: countout, and it's his first uh, New Japan loss. Oh, okay, okay,
0: okay, 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 okay. Um, Didn't Jay White beat him?
1: Jay White did not beat him. No. Matter of fact, they, uh, have they
3: fought yet?
1: Let me see if they fought yet. I don't. Yeah. They did fight? Well, no. Jay White beat him. Clean? Are you sure? Yeah, JY beat him clean.
0: When? Let me look. Wait, I'm gonna look at my results here real quick. Uh, Yeah, JY beat him clean in uh, 15 minutes, 15 seconds, just a pinfall. Hmm.
1: Trying to see when that match happened. Yeah, it was on on uh, night. It was on Sunday, Sunday, August the fourth. It was this past Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy. Okay
0: great match though yeah Re-
1: crazy. really good match well that, that that makes things interesting the B block looks very interesting right now because it's really almost anybody's match between John Moxley Jay, you've got Jay White Tomohiro Ishii Hiroki Goto and Tetsuya Naito all tied at 8 points so well I'll just go out
0: and let Moxley has to go forward okay I mean he he, he has to don't, don't get me wrong Now, he has some other fish to fry after he wins this thing because I think he's going to win the whole thing. He has some other fish to fry because Roman Reigns basically told him, at me, bro, at me, fam. And so, uh, but I honestly believe Moxley is going to go all the way through with this thing. And it makes all the sense in the world for him to be in the main event. It does. Which he will lose. Oh, you think he loses the main event? At uh, at
1: Wrestle Kingdom, interesting. interesting.
0: I do, I do, I definitely think he does. Clack, what do you, do you
1: have any thoughts on who might win the G1 Climax?
2: Just one, and he goes by two names, Lil Na'ito. <laughs>
1: well, Na'ito <laughs> does have a chance. He does have a Na'ita chance. Na'ito possibly
0: win. He
1: could, because he could win the B block, which would be nuts. Uh, I'm sticking with my pick of John Moxley. I do think he's gonna win. Um, and we will see what happens with that. There's a lot more to discuss when we come back. We're going to talk about a new contract. Matter of fact, yeah, a new contract for a WWE legend who, well, may never leave the WWE at this point. Speaking of legends, (laughs) a WWE legend is returning for SummerSlam. We'll talk about that. We're going to get into Raw and Smackdown as well. But right now, let's go to some music from a guy who is really getting in trouble with a lot of legends. We'll talk about that when we come back from the break as well. Here's the theme song for Matt Riddle. It's called Hey Bro. You got it locked to The Faction, powered by Bomberfied Radio.
0: I got a lot left in the time. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man. And you're tuned in
4: to The Faction. Bro.
1: announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, look everyone, Belle
0: and Ebenezer are in love. No silly.
1: Is in the building.
0: <laughs> you can now listen to Bonfire Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app, available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. On, you can do Find out it. the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for bonify Radio or at iPhone.bonifiedradio.com. I'm living in
2: that 21st century. Oh, we got something to say. Listen! Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't
3: wait. We will
2: gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner.
0: This is so gnarly.
2: For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at I know you're going to dig
4: this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with
2: me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2
0: p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves, right here on GetBonnerfied.com
4: or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be.
0: We are the Faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction
2: Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Hey Bro. That's Matt Riddle's theme music, CFO. Courtney, I guess it's your turn. Give no, us the raw recap. No,
1: no, no. No, 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 no. I got a few yeah, things man, to cover. Show your got, a, what's up? got a few things to cover before we get to the raw <laughs> recap. Um, One of them uh, deals with... Well, let's see. How shall we start? Let's start with The Undertaker, shall we? The Undertaker, who, if you remember, earlier this year, we had reported that The Undertaker was going to appear at StarCast 2. Well, a a matter of fact, he went so far as to take all things WWE off of his social media. He uh, had signed up for a big event in in England to do kind of a – Conversation of sorts And all of a sudden all that got pulled As WWE wants to ensure That The Undertaker will be Locked in with them for the foreseeable Future well the latest Report is that The Undertaker has signed a new Contract and that new contract Basically Has him in WWE As though he were the NWO For life And that's how it's going down Undertaker signing a lifetime Contract with WWE now granted he's already done 25 years with the company the last super long contract we saw featured two different people there was uh, our friend Mark Henry who had signed a 10 year deal but then Bret Hart signed a 20 year deal and then when WWE wasn't able to really fulfill that he ultimately went to WCW Uh, Is this a wise move for WWE to sign Undertaker for this length of time? Or better yet, is it a wise move for Undertaker to sign with WWE for the rest of his life? I'll wait to
0: end with you, Clack. Courtney, what do you think? As much as I don't like it, he's getting his bag. I mean, he's in a situation where there is another option, and he can make money on the outside of WWE, and I think gets scared. Uh, the bejeevies and gave Vince the willies when he saw that Taker was starting to take talking events. Well, clearly it says to me that old backstabbing Vince has some things that he doesn't want Taker to say on a podcast because when Taker starts talking, things starts coming out. So what does he do? He offers him a lifetime contract, like a old yellow belly promoter that he is. And so he offers him a lifetime contract. And, and Taker takes the bag, which he should because he, he's older. He doesn't want to have to fight for all of his life and so secure the bag. Taker actually played his cards. Taker played his cards like Ezekiel Elliott's doing with the Cowboys. I'm going to threaten to go over here. What you going to do about it? You going to give me this money? And Taker probably has one of those contracts where he only has to show up once a year or once every two years. And Taker actually won out of this. I don't think anybody should get a lifetime contracts. The only person worth a lifetime contract is Tom Brady.
1: Mm. Uh, Interesting, interesting Clack, your thoughts on The Undertaker's lifetime contract with WWE
2: Yeah, sometimes Courtney's ignorance because we give him a microphone is uh, seen out loud So I'm going to really do my best to help him He is the Tom Brady of wrestling Not AEW, not WCW, not NWA Wrestling, period He is the GOAT we gave him a bunch of nobodies from 1992 to 1996, and he took him to the championship. So, yes, Undertaker deserves a lifetime contract. You make him a brand ambassador. You try to talk him into laying hands on Bray, or at this point, anybody, because the truth is he can make anybody a star because he is our Tom Brady. You get the dong for the rest of your life. This is an amazing move, and obviously... Uh, because Undertaker has given his life to the Lord, because Vince is a believer, you know it just works out perfect. It, it, give give the man his bag. He's gonna tithe He's just an incredible individual. I love it.
1: Oh man, that's- Vince is a believer.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you, Vince has never sat in a church service besides a funeral. How how else do you how else do you figure that
2: Undertaker gave his life to Jesus? Vince McMahon is his pastor. Oh my. God God, <laughs> You're yeah. in control. Vince, do me yeah. a favor. I, yeah, me. No, no, don't give me I don't my Vince. double voice. I not talk like that anymore. Be my savior.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Lord help us all.
0: I would love to hear Vince read a scripture, John three sixteen, <laughs> for God so loved the world that I gave you shame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I will say this I think you know if we're talking Obviously from strictly wrestling perspective We know Undertaker uh, His matches left are limited And uh, quite frankly I think the only Reason he got in the ring last month Was to rinse off the residue of Saudi Arabia and we'll talk about that A little bit later in the show And so he got a chance to do that and protect Roman Reigns All in the same breath Um, Undertaker doesn't have anything left to prove To be perfectly honest with you um, certainly he could get money by going to AEW, by doing some things on the independent circuit. But um, WWE has come into that Fox money. They're still rocking that Saudi Arabia money. And so they've got money to give Undertaker for the rest of his days. And who knows how many days that is, right? That, that's not trying to speak anything crazy on him. It's just saying we don't expect to see Undertaker in the main event picture on a regular basis. You know, he'll probably come back for the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. You know, he'll show up for WrestleMania. We'll get him every now and again, but he gets to sit home and sit pretty. That's not a bad deal at all, particularly if you get to rehab your physical body after all that he has gone through. So shout out to The Undertaker getting a landmark deal. That's what happens When you are a legend, as opposed to what several WCW legends have been dealing with in battling Matt Riddle. Well, not exactly a physical battle, but it's been a verbal battle. We started seeing this during the Saudi Arabia match between Goldberg and The Undertaker, where Matt Riddle was very, very vocal about his disdain for Goldberg, said Goldberg was a horrible worker, wasn't safe, etc., etc., and he kind of proved Riddle right in that match. Well, since then, Matt Riddle has drawn the ire of WCW legends Booker T and Chris Jericho. And all of a sudden now, we got a whole beef happening on social media between the WCW legends and Matt Riddle. Here's my question to you Matt Riddle, of course, uh, MMA star and, of course, a star at NXT. Do you think these outbursts are good for Matt Riddle in this environment? Or are they perhaps clipping his own wings?
0: Courtney, what do you think? Well, he, he, here's my thing. I, we, we call it clout chasing. 56 coined it right. He's clout chasing. He's trying to make a name for himself by picking on made guys. Here's the Thing, Matt Riddle you put 40,000 to 60,000 butts in seats inside of the Georgia Dome within seven days notice and you let us know what you think Bill Goldberg is never best uh, to be the greatest worker he's been the greatest I can put butts in seats I can bring a box office and because Bill Goldberg does bring a box office now 40 to 60,000 people get a chance to see you wrestle on a ticket because you ain't never going to put 40 to 60,000 butts in, in seats inside of an arena so Matt Riddle Keep talking, you're talking, you're mess around, you're shanked by somebody like Stevie Ray, who don't think it's so funny. And here's what I know about the old dudes. Mick Foley just said this in the podcast. When they're in wrestling state, all of those little jabs don't bother them. But when they're removed from action, those little jabs start to seem a little personal, and then they feel like they got to fix it one way or another. So Matt Riddle, hey, bro, keep talking. Gonna get shanked, bro.
4: Clack.
1: Wow. Clack silent.
2: He, wow. Go
1: figure. He's silent. Clack he just, is silent.
2: He's oh, wait, beyond the- Sorry. <laughs> I, I actually gave my whole opinion. You just didn't hear it. Oh. Uh, I, I think Matt Riddle, I think Courtney said it best. He's doing his best to stay relevant. And so he's trying to knock off the big dogs. The only problem with that is that in the world of wrestling, if we can't at least go to your catalog and feel about you the way we feel about the greats, I think we pretty much hit the mute button on you.
1: So here's my thought, right? Like, Matt Riddle certainly has come into NXT with a lot of fanfare, and rightfully so. I mean, he's only been in the wrestling business four years, but with that, he has made such huge strides. He's taken to this business like a fish to water. You know, he's great to watch in the ring. Here's where I think it becomes problematic. I think it becomes problematic when it appears that you are full of yourself. And I would say, you know, I was excited when he was talking about being the guy to retire Brock Lesnar because I think that'd be a great match. Um, But now picking fights with people who more than likely can't settle it in the ring with you, where I think it becomes a problem is this. You're not in the indies anymore. You're in NXT, a place managed by one who respects great legends like Triple H, and built by the legendary Dusty Rhodes, so I think there always has to be a degree of respect for those who have come before you, particularly when you have not accomplished what they have accomplished. You've yet to win a major championship in NXT, and and Told I'll you. say and I'll say this: this to you know I think people forget things like a push and that stuff gets hampered when you do foolishness like this, right? So here's a guy who I felt was in route to win the NXT North American Championship but his first loss comes to the Velveteen Dream and I'm not knocking the Velveteen Dream but the Velveteen Dream is as great of an entertainer as there is I never thought I'd see the day where he'd defeat Matt Riddle but he did. Now I'm not saying the fix is in, what I am saying is if you can't be proven to have respect for this business don't expect to be a champion and um you you mess with a guy like jericho you mess with a guy like booker t i i don't think it's a good move i don't think it's a good look for for matt riddle
0: listen here's what i'm gonna say mess with the booker t mess with the goldberg but everybody in that business thinks Chris Jericho is one of the greatest of all time to ever right. put on a pair of tights. Right. Leave him alone. This man has a long story career. Well, He'll still wrestle circles around you, bro. And you can't mess with a Booker T who is widely respected in the well, industry. you can't. You
1: know? You can't. So Booker T th- never had any heat with him. Right. So I think, you know, you, you don't. A pick on Goldberg. Okay, I could see that. But When you get into Booker T and Chris Jericho, you've jumped into some territory that uh as they say it's above
0: you now. So not and, a good look. And and guys like a Lance Storm, I yeah. think Lance Storm really knows some mess. Like you, you better be you better hope he's not waiting in your house when you get home. Yeah, Lance Storm is scary to me. He's he's going probably be lurking around your house like like Austin did Pillman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So one of the alternatives
1: Storm. if Matt Riddle uh continues on this path. Could be going to AEW, Um, and AEW, we had an extensive conversation about them last week to find out, okay, what would happen in week two and in week three of their TV show, because week one, of course, as of last week, tickets were going on sale, well, now they, of course, have sold out. They sold out in D.C. in less than a day's time. Well, now they're going to two more cities they've announced. uh, On Wednesday, October the 9th, they'll be in Boston at the Agonist Arena. Which is on the uh, campus of Boston College, excuse me, of Boston University. And then on uh, the following Wednesday, October the 16th, they'll be at the LaCoris Center, which is on the campus of Temple University. Tickets will be, ticket information will be available this Friday for both of those. But it's very clear all Elite has an agenda. And their agenda on the first three cities of their first three television shows are all in the Northeast a territory once housed and still considered by many to be a major stalwart for their competition, the WWE. Uh, Your thoughts on AEW's moves to be in D.C., Boston, and Philadelphia, and how do you think the
2: turnout will be? Clack. (laughs) Uh, I think the turnout will be rather large for their standards, uh, I think whatever arena they can afford They'll fill it up But uh, I, I guess I don't really have thoughts You know you, Here's the truth They're doing their best to remain relevant They almost remind me of What's his name? Tommy Riddle They, they remind me of Tom Riddle They're, they're the Tom Riddle. Riddle Their whole organization is a big Tom Riddle, Riddle. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Matt Riddle. <laughs> Riddle, oh my god oh, I'm sorry, I've been watching uh, Harry Potter oh, Tom Riddle
1: of Voldemort Boy, that's funny That's really funny
0: uh, Courtney, what are your thoughts? He can bind Tommy Rich and Matt Riddle, which this may be the first time we've ever said the name Tommy Rich on this show. Mm-hmm. GB, I told you. I told you last week that they can't get into the business of trying to fill up the same arenas as one WWE. So what are they doing? The first week is in the same arena, but the. The next two weeks, they're going to college stations. We're talking about the first one being in Boston, which seats 7,000 fans, and the other one being in Philly, which seats 10,000, which is a far cry different from the 21,000 at the Wells Fargo Arena. You told me that they can fill up the same arenas. I told you it will be stupid of them to do that. They've listened to the show. They've listened to me. Oh now, the God. smartest thing that they've done is they have not done their first few shows down south or else that would have made them the southern team but they're taking their talents up north all the way up and saying vince we're tracking your heels you may not think that this is a competition but roman knows it's a competition seth rollins knows it's a competition and we have the audio where you admit that it's a competition they're going to the right cities and they chose the right venues
1: well, let me just say this, okay. Uh, first and foremost, there's no need. Let's let's. Okay, let me put this in terms that even you can understand, okay. Most people, when they do their premiere or their launch, they do a big launch. And then the rest of the weeks, they don't plan for things as big as the launch because now you're establishing what your normal situation is going to be. Which is what I've, I've been saying in this show. Well, let me just say this. I don't think that that's a bad idea at all. No. Um, I think it's a smart idea because, you know, particularly in cities like Boston and Philly that have not necessarily been proven for AEW but have proven to have a strong wrestling base. And here's the thing. It's a much better look to say you have a sellout than it is to say that you uh, have eighty percent of the arena filled. And let me just be clear, okay, in terms of them following WWE, etc., etc., etc. WWE has not had a sellout for Raw or SmackDown in many moons, and as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. Uh, SummerSlam's pay-per-view is a sellout. It's their first sellout for a pay-per-view in many, many, many moons. Um, And it happens to not be in the U.S. It happens to be in Toronto, which you can make a lot of argument about why that's a sellout in Toronto. So, with that said, I think it's a smart move for uh, aew to pick these arenas they're college campuses you know there's always something special when you hit a college campus and it's not like wwe hasn't been on college campuses before they do it rather regularly even in this calendar year they've done it so i would say this you can't say that they're not competition to wwe when vince mcmahon has already called them competition but bigger than that bigger than that if we look at the actual attendance that wwe is getting kind of on par with what AEW is doing. So this is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, here's my question to you guys very quickly before we go into our raw recap. Um, if it comes to San Antonio, if it comes to Memphis or Nashville or Atlanta, any of these places, do you see yourself getting a ticket to go check out AEW on TNT?
0: Yeah, I'll definitely be there. They're going to need to be at the Foreman Center, though, where we saw the NXT night. Uh, they'll need to be there I believe they can pack it out And I'll definitely be in attendance Clack?
2: Yeah, if they come to Memphis I'll come They'll need to be at uh, All Nations Memphis They can pack out that 400-seater <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Wow. Well, of course, I'm coming if they're in Atlanta. And they could pick pretty much any venue here in Atlanta and it'll be really strong for them. They probably could go to State Farm Arena because this is a wrestling town and uh, they'll be just fine. All right. Let's... Oh, easily in Atlanta.
0: Easily. Oh, easily. Super easy. Because... Hey, hey. Okay. Quick, quick, quick question, GB. Mm-hmm. Uh, g- g- give me the, the, the cities where they actually could go to the number one arena. Atlanta's definitely one.
1: Well, Atlanta, Chicago, Vegas—they've um, already proven those. I think they could do something serious in LA. And I think I, I think you could actually add Madison Square Garden to it. I think that I think they could do that. I think they could do MSG as a, well. Well, oh shoot, we know that. Wait, course. we know that to be true because they're the ones who sold out the G1 SuperCard. If we're completely honest, well, what are you saying, Clack?
2: First of all, with that G1 supercar, that was a whole other organization that they had to get to help fill up Madison Square Garden.
1: Well, but it was based off the backs of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody Rhodes, and it was uh, do- and it, it was, was done while they and it was done while GB. they
2: were still in New Japan and Ring of Honor. GB, it was an entire whole other production, a whole other company. Now, whether you want to throw out a few names or not, that don't matter. The strength of marketing, all of that was contributed from a whole nother company. Yeah, when it, did WWE split time with WCW? We ain't never shared a church with nobody. Well,
1: I'll tell you this much. They're going to share Madison Square Garden because when <laughs> AEW goes, first of all, the marketing money that <laughs> AEW has Far super, far exceeds what Ring of Honor or New Japan had, and AEW's got the power of 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 Turner Broadcasting and Warner Brothers. So
2: I think it's gonna be a much they different not,
1: situation if they go to Madison Square. They to, to Square prove Garden.
2: it. They're gonna have to prove it. They're gonna have to prove it. And they, I want to see you fill up Madison Square Garden on your own, little AEWs. Oh, you call them little? Oh, wow.
1: All Lower yeah. AEW. Wow, wow. Well, we've gotta take a break. When we come back. We've got a lot to cram into this next segment, so we'll see how much we get done. We're going to recap Raw. We're going to recap SmackDown, and we're going to give our predictions for SummerSlam weekend to see if Courtney successfully defends the Faction Championship. He is on the ropes. It is a scary moment for him, but we'll see what happens. Right now, though, let's go to some music uh, from CFO. It's a theme song for Alistair Black. He calls this one Root of All Evil. You've got it locked to the Faction, powered by Bonner 5 Radio.
3: You know it's the Mac Militant
1: Coming to get it on uh, uh,
0: uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The
2: Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs>
3: Domingo, mejor.
0: Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939.
1: Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books.
0: Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. And yeah, I, just, I
1: almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson.
0: Practice. I don't know. Ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 see, that's when you messed up, GB. No,
4: no, I, no, 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 I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? <laughs> oh, Lord.
1: Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his
0: head, in his, in his mind. <laughs>
1: Wait,
0: oh, wait. James. <laughs> oh, no, wait. James. Let's
1: do it. Call the remix on Bonner Radio. We here
3: Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern.
1: Here on Bonner Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all.
3: We are the faction.
0: Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You were just listening to Root of All Evil, Alistair Black's theme music by
0: CFO Courtney. Give me the Raw recap. Monday Night Raw was live from the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, that's a whole lot of back to back, and things started up. I'll be the pyro since they don't have pyro. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair defeated Natalya and Trish Stratus via DQ. Andrade defeated Rey Mysterio. Mike Kanellis defeated uh, Maria Kanellis to become the new 24-7 champion. And R-Truth defeated Mike Kanellis to become the new 24-7 champion. Seth Rollins confronted or hobbled down to confront Brock Lesnar and was tossed around to and fro. The Viking Raiders defeated Jay Alexander and Eric Abraham. Hey, my mom on TV. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, attacked Kurt Angle with a mandible claw. The United States and Raw Tag Team Champions, the OC, newly painted face OC, defeated SmackDown Tag Champions, A New Day and Ricochet. Roman Reigns was attacked after being hunted down by Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe later. late air. Roman wouldn't lay there but he kept yelling lay there and Hunter came out and said lay there, stay there we don't know who's there. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Iconics and the Kabuki Warriors and Mandy Rose on Monday Night Raw to become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions and Dolph Ziggler on Miz TV signed a contract to fight old Willie Goldberg at the pay-per-view Guys, what did you think of seeing Willie Goldberg on TV at Monday Night Raw? He
1: said Willie Goldberg,
2: clack!
0: I, I take hate
1: it. it away. I oh hate my it.
2: God, um, I I want to just start off by saying it, and then, you know, you all can do the more extensive recap. I thought Samoa Joe was money.
0: Money. Samoa mm-hmm. Joe went mm-hmm. from
2: ready to rip off Roman's head to being like, man, this ain't worth it because this this is just wrong. You know, I, I don't want to see this happen to you. I think the range of emotions that he took us through, it felt authentic. It wasn't cheesy. Uh, It was spot on. It it was like he just knew just how much to give. I thought that was the best segment of the night. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was great to see Goldberg. I think Goldberg's going to do very well with this opponent. I think Dolph Ziggler is going to make Goldberg look amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just going to really work in Goldberg's favor. And it might get Goldberg uh, the kind of confidence he needs to stick around to WrestleMania, in my opinion. Uh, I even thought Brock, and obviously Paul Heyman's money, but I thought Brock did very well. He, his, you all may not agree with me, his body language, his posture, although he's not saying anything, it looked like he wanted to be there. Uh, Can you, somebody say amen? Well, let me let me no, say
1: I, this. That's <laughs> it. Now, you, you missed last week when I made a, a st- startling confession and i said that i actually like the way that brock lesnar is being used right now i think brock lesnar as a monster that's who he's supposed to be he's supposed to be ripping through people it was to the point of being incredibly uncomfortable and he did it again this week you know so to me brock is doing his part it's that seth rollins that i don't believe right now that was the worst promo that I've seen him cut, perhaps ever. No emotion in his voice. Listen, nothing. It was just like, well, I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. Is it worth it? I, you, to you, it might not be, but it's worth it to me. No, it don't sound like you. And you noticed that the live crowd gave him nothing because he gave them nothing. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. He where was this, better
2: as a heel. TV. He, he
1: was. He was. He was. He really was. He was. I think or that was he more naturally like him. John
2: Cena just making him look amazing.
1: No, I think he had a. Remember, his heel run as WWE champion was more than John Cena. And yeah, that seemed better suited role for him than this. It's like he doesn't know how
0: to be a good guy. He doesn't he, know. And he's struggling badly. And Brock Edward Les- Lesnar tossed him around, tossed him like a rag doll. Did. Did. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Clack. Samoa Joe took us through the emotions. See, if you're a true wrestling fan, when you're dealing with guys like Joe, Roman, Usos, those, there's one word you listen for when they call each other Us. Yep. That's a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. He walked out. Joe said, where you at, Us? Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns said, I'm here, Us, which means we can do something to you. But nobody else can do anything to you Yeah And I think we just saw the beginning of the bloodline With Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and the Usos And my god, wait till Tamina and Nia Jax get back
1: Yeah, I think they have a chance to really do something incredibly special there I hope that they and don't rock. miss it, it Yeah, the, I, They need not miss it We're going to talk about the Roman Reigns piece in a little bit but I want to talk about a glaring move that WWE did that I'm still trying to digest. So, first of all, let's just say this, that the women's title match and then the match between Alistair Black and Sami Zayn, uh, which are both scheduled to be on SummerSlam, found their way onto Raw and SmackDown, respectively. So that's one thing. So I don't know if that's a, an attempt to... Uh, shorten the SummerSlam card so it's not a five hour card or nah. But the Women's Tag Team Championships are defended for the first time in months. Which obviously there's a rule against that. I go back to the fact that it was just a year or maybe two ago that Naomi was stripped of the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship for not being able to defend it in 30 days and the Iconics didn't defend the World Tag Team Championships for three months. With that said, what have we said about the women's tag team division when your champions are the first ones pinned in a fatal four-way elimination match? That's the one thing. But before we get there, can we talk about the person Who screwed up the graphics for the Kabuki Warriors and identified them as, get this, you've got not Asuka, but of course you've got Kairi Sane. And in space of Asuka, they put what? Io Shirai. Which is to say, folks, that all of our Asian (laughs) women look alike. Where have we heard that before? I'm trying to tell you, WWE, you cannot afford in 2019 to make these kinds of mistakes, not on live television. That's crazy. Secondly, how did the Kabuki Warriors not walk away as the women's tag team champions? Two of the most dominant individual wrestlers who have been treated like uh, they were a Bob Barker announcement. They have been spayed and neutered and they are not the women that they were given the opportunities to be. These two women dominated in NXT, dominated the, the, the Mae Young Classic, dominated in Japan and then they've come here to fall. Let's not forget that it was last year that Asuka and Charlotte was a marquee match for the WWE Women's Championship. What is going on? Now, with that said, does Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross need the tag titles? I don't know. But I don't feel like we're gonna get the type of title reign that was promised to us by the first champions, um, which would be Bayley and Sasha, who promised to defend it on all brands. So this goes to a point That you made several moons ago Courtney, unfortunately I have to agree With you, I don't think that WWE Is legit Committed to their women's Tag team division I'm not, now with that said I'm actually excited About Becky Lynch Versus Natalya They have given me the promos of life uh, Becky has given some amazing promos on social media. It's something I want to see. It's intense. It, you know, There are lots of potential things that could happen in Toronto. Could we see another screw job happen in Toronto in favor of the hearts this time? Anything could happen. So uh, I'm just telling you there are some real possibilities that they have for SummerSlam, and I'm excited for uh, the women's piece of it.
0: Oh, Becky, two belts may end up being Becky, Becky, no belts. Can
1: you imagine Becky Lynch being screwed? And I do mean screwed out of the Women's Championship there in Canada? That would be good for business. Yeah. You want to talk about a Becky Lynch that would be on edge. You Nothing could stop what would come out of Becky's mouth. It would be amazing.
2: She would attack everybody. She would. Nobody would you guys be... Guys, have had... had have you all seen um, the Attitude Era? It's like a seventy-five-minute special we, that's on the WWE live, network. We
1: lived through it.
2: Okay, so you haven't revisited.
1: I, I mean, I, I have the DVD, but I know there's a special on the network which okay. I need to
2: go ahead and watch. Yeah, yeah. When you get a chance, I'd love for you to just go back and just peruse through that, and uh, and you will see that history does repeat itself. Not only that. But there is a podcast that I recently listened to on the Stone Cold podcast where he had multiple wrestlers coming on and thanking him for creating Becky Lynch. We can move on now.
1: But see, here's what I don't understand about you, Clack. You're so stuck on Stone Cold creating Becky Lynch. Did you miss the true Stone Cold knockoff? Kevin Owens? He's got the stunner for crying out loud. He's
4: doing everything
1: that Stone Cold did. But it's authentic, so it
2: works. Kevin Owens does seem authentic. He does. And I mm-hmm. did notice that. My only challenge no, nah, never mind. I'll tell you my challenge off the air. Mm. Because you're right. It is the bait of
3: Satan.
1: <laughs> 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 we need to show the video. They need to this see joke? the video of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so, let me, let me, let me. I just saved you from GB blading you. <laughs> you end, I was about to be, I was about to he
2: be was about to blade
0: man. you like Cody did Dustin.
2: <laughs> I was about to be a crimson man. Oh, you man. know, what, Courtney, I'm going to send you a $12 offer. What is your <laughs> cash <laughs> out?
3: So, Cause, cause GB
2: almost took me out.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you slow walked into it. Like, oh, yeah. And i like, brother, that's... It's blatant, man. <laughs> that's why That's why
2: every good wrestler needs a manager. Every good Listen. one needs one.
1: Um, so a couple of quick things before we get out of, of Raw. Um, we talked last week, how in the world would the 21, 24-7 championship change hands with a pregnant champion? Uh, we that was s- the safest way. That was the safest way with the female referee. Um, again, who takes a 24-7 championship seriously, though? Titles changing hands at the OBGYN? Come on, man. I,
0: uh. The OBGYN is clearly the backstage. Right. They couldn't even. I get, mean, I mean he, God. He, here's my problem right now. These vignettes are terrible. They are. They These are. These vignettes are worse than Saturday Night Live production sketch.
2: Wow. No. No, Courtney, no.
0: Yeah, man, they are No,
2: no, no You have to admit The 24-7 title At first I ridiculed it out I was upset Because the hardcore title This thing is its own beast it's I entertaining... agree, but thank you What'd you say? art true made it hot Okay, fine, whatever I don't care if R-True made it hot The the point is It's injected into Monday Night Raw For comic relief Mm-hmm. I'm telling you man This thing is starting to smell More and more like The Attitude Era As the days progress That's the, true it, it was brilliant How he pinned her On that table I it, it, People are looking forward to, to seeing How is the next person Going to creatively And with a comedic twist Take the title away. AEW don't got nothing this entertaining.
1: Well, let's just say, first of all, we haven't seen what AEW is going to do in terms of a weekly television show, but I pray to God that AEW does not create a 24-7 championship. The truth of it is this. a, A championship in the world of pro wrestling is supposed to be taken seriously. It's supposed to mean that you're the best in your division, at your craft, at what you do. It's supposed to be believable. It's supposed to be something that we as fans aspire to see aspire to go pay for and as wrestlers you aspire to be it's unfortunate that you have a 12 time 24 7 champion and the title's been in in uh existence maybe three months it's not believable it is and so i don't even look at it matter of fact this is why you'll never that's what makes it funny gb oh gosh that's why you'll never see aj styles compete for it you'll never see the serious wrestlers compete for it because it's beneath them it is just not—it's not a good thing. So quickly, let me go because we got to go to SmackDown. We got to go to SummerSlam. What are your thoughts on the return of Goldberg? Did you see that coming? And do you think this is a good look?
0: Okay, here we go. I'm about to blow a gasket. I cannot stand watching television with people that, when I'm watching an award show, they always say they're lip singing. They're lip singing. They're not—they're not, they're, they're not yeah, playing. I they're lip singing. Mm-hmm. When the fans started chanting Goldberg I cannot stand the smart fan these days Yeah, yeah Allow the moment to unfold You pushed those wrestlers into a moment Before they were prepared So the gift that they were going to give you You destroyed it You actually destroyed it, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. But let me and ask you this wrote all- could, it, could it have been executed better? I thought they set it up decently. Men's worked do. all the time to set it up. Sean is in the ring. What uh, what other thing could they have done?
4: Yeah.
0: I, uh, the the it, only it, thing... In my mind, it looks like Sean is about to do what we all want to see, which is... Dolph and Sean. Yeah. They're about to have, and you know Dolph's gonna make Sean look great even in his old age. We're about to get the match. If we can't have Sean and AJ at least give us Sean and Dolph, this is gonna be great. And then the fans start chanting Goldberg. Now Miz has to play to him. And now Dolph has to act like he doesn't hear them. And then go it just it was lackluster because Pittsburgh ruined a good thing. But, but I expect that from Pittsburgh after you give away Leif Dog. What did
2: you just call them? What did you say? What would you call them? Pittsburgh. Maybe your your gap got in the way. Because I thought you said something else.
3: (laughs) What did you think I said?
2: I thought you said Pittsburgh. (laughs) Pittsburgh? But it was just your gap. I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, that's actually good. Pittsburgh. That's what we should call him. (laughs) Pittsburgh. Let me. Okay. Pittsburgh. You gave away Le'Veon Bell. You gave away Antonio Brown. And you gave away the ending to Raw. You cannot be trusted with greatness, Pittsburgh.
1: Well, I I have another theory. I have another theory. I wonder if this, again, is kind of Vince McMahon's old school way of delivering news that could have been updated. So, yes, I think we all thought we were going to see Sean versus. Um Versus versus Dolph But here's where I thought it could have Been done differently So when Miz said Okay you didn't you know, I'll see you next week And then he steps out of the way and says you're not fighting me He could look at Sean Sean doesn't have to say anything Sean could look And then the Goldberg music could hit Do you see what I'm saying So take out that extra step Quicker Quicker yeah, That's what I'm saying Take out the extra step Since you've got the super smart fan Or the one who seeks to to ruin the moment Now I'll say this I Just to be completely transparent I was super tired I fell asleep When I woke up um, You know And ended up watching it later I ran across something that said Goldberg So now I was like Okay let me see how this is going to play out When I watched how it played out I saw exactly how the fans ruined it And I said to myself If this had been executed See Here's the thing You've got. If you know you have super smart fans, you have to be a step ahead. You cannot let the moment be ruined. Because think about this: the Goldberg move was a brilliant move. He had dropped these little Goldberg hints, but I never, I never saw that coming. You know. But I think you have to learn how to. It's like this, and we as men know this. If you've ever tried to surprise your wife, and your wife, like all of our wives are, are super sleuths. The second that their spidey senses take something, they're oh, I think somebody's going to surprise me. Oh, I think you planned on doing this. So you have to figure out, not to ruin the surprise, how to execute it differently so that it throws them off. I think Vince has to catch that, or else he's going to continue to get storylines ruined because somebody's got a big mouth in WWE.
2: So that's or if you're like I, me, eager... Noah ruins all the storylines here. Anytime I try to get Christabel a gift. Oh. He's wow. like the annoying wrestling fan.
1: Oh my gosh. That's not good. So he so he
0: tells the
2: <laughs> oh my he God. thinks it's hilarious.
0: Of course he does. <laughs>
1: no
2: surprises around me.
0: Of It'll course runaway. he does. All right, well, let's <laughs>
1: let's talk about SmackDown last night, which took place in Detroit, Michigan, at the Little Caesars Arena, where there's pizza and liberty and justice for all. Love it. Um, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair exchanged shocking words before SummerSlam, included a slap which Trish kind of reared all the way back and slowly delivered the slap, which could have been ducked. But that's another story. Dolph Ziggler defeats Ali, and really he was supposed to take on Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio has turned into the whipping boy for everybody, which that's another story. Roman Reigns gave an exclusive interview to talk about what happened. He offered an apology to Samoa Joe before deciding he was going to try to figure out who in the world is behind this stuff. Natalya and Ember Moon in the Battle of the Challengers battled to a double countout. Then Shane McMahon appeared on the Kevin Owens show that led to a volatile brawl that saw Shane McMahon dump KO under a table, give him swift kicks to the head. It was pretty brutal to say the least. Sami Zayn came out to talk about a SummerSlam match against Aleister Black only for Aleister Black to rise from the ground and tell him no, you don't have to wait till SummerSlam we'll do this tonight, and gave him a black mass and ended the match and then in the main event, Big E and Xavier Woods, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions defeated the new Daniel Bryan and Rowan via disqualification afterwards, Roman Reigns clears the locker room, jacks up Buddy Murphy and says, hey yo Who did this? You know who did it, and I'm going to beat the answer out of you. Then he says, Oh, well, I I think I saw Rowan. I saw Rowan. Rowan standing in the middle of the ring. Daniel Bryan standing in the middle of the ring. Everybody's confused. And that's the last sight you'll see before SummerSlam. What do you think of SmackDown, guys?
2: I thought SmackDown was amazing, GB, because Courtney clearly is still in Pittsburgh. But I thought SmackDown was the perfect alley for SummerSlam, even the way it ended. It ended with me wishing Summer SummerSlam was starting that night. Wow. That's how impacted I was by SmackDown. Wow. I th- SmackDown, to me, right now, I think Raw is giving me better wrestling, in my opinion. OK. But SmackDown, ironically, is giving me better storyline. Hmm. Which I would say for me, a year and a half ago, the roles were reversed. So I I thought SmackDown really set me up for SummerSlam. I have no complaints about SmackDown at all.
0: Okay. I I just want to know why we're seeing the same people on both shows if it's two different brand splits. Listen, let's not have SmackDown titles and Raw titles. Let's just have one set of titles. Let everybody fight for those titles. And let's figure this out. Now, I do think it was smart that Roman Reigns...
2: Was was the split, and you could just and then jump back in? Was the split to give the guys less dates? Is
0: that I the think real the reason for the split. No, I think the split was to maximize more dollar amounts. It's like okay. Ringling Brothers. Ringling Brothers used to have two different shows out at one time, to and they would get more money. So I exactly. think one way that WWE has made a ton of money is by splitting up the brands, having two shows going uh, on nights when they're not taping and they're making a lot of money and also to create more title opportunities for guys to have. But now we're starting to see the merger of the same guys on two different shows. This is nitro and thunder. Hmm. That's all this is. Hmm. And so they need to fix it or either. I said what I said, thunder. Wow. Not even thunder. Thunder. <laughs> thunder. Would, would that be.
1: Would, would that be. Would that be thunder or thunder in paradise?
4: Thunder in paradise. Oh,
1: man.
0: What does Mike Tyson think the boogeyman man is? Thunder the bed. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Courtney
2: Courtney Courtney Oh my god Wow hey, GB That thing tickled him too it Clearly but That you, brother is laughing He almost fell out of his seat What in
1: the world But Oh, oh my God Well I, I'll say this I think I think I think Smackdown was very interesting uh, There are a couple things to note It is interesting to note That the WWE champion Was not present on Smackdown last night um, Yeah what was up I, I don't know what's happening there, but to me, your SmackDown main event match has no representation. That's weird. I think it's weird okay. that this.
0: I I, I I no longer want Kofi to be to be to be champion. I think Kofi is just. I I, I don't. I, I think he's tried. We honor your try, GB. Help, help, help me, GB.
2: Does it make me less black that I don't want Kofi to be champion? Wait, I be what careful. is what is happening I with you know guys if I right should now? Be saying this out loud. Why do you want
0: Kofi to be it, champion? It was, great, it was a great feel-good moment of WrestleMania, but the the, the, the I just don't believe yeah. him. Can can I still be a quality
2: African American and not want Kofi to be champion? I just what need to know great, that. Why? Are we, yeah, can I? Actually,
0: Quality Negro. Even what? if I don't,
1: feel Kofi to win. Why don't you like Kofi as champion? <laughs> he won't answer
2: us, Courtney. We better back off. We're I, get a call I'm from just John Murray. curious. John call
1: yeah, us. I can't wait for John to hear what you guys are saying. But <laughs> what, what? Why is it that you don't want yeah. Kofi as your champion? I just
0: don't believe him. I just no, you know it what it is. is? What? You, no. Me. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, tell me no, no, no!
2: Know. I
1: want to know because uh, I, know know, know. I
2: need help because I don't. Tell I'm me. not enjoying him.
1: Yeah, we're, we're we're asking for you to help us, G. You know what? You guys also did not like the reign of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as the world heavyweight champion.
2: I loved Ricky no, the Dragon you Steamboat. No you, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I actually posted I really... about him yesterday
1: on Instagram. You, you, you don't. You didn't like Ricky Steamboat as champion because he I was did. no, because he was too clean cut, because he was Uh-oh. too nice. Because he, oh, you know, followed the going. rules, etc. You are like, okay. Oh god, I'ma say this carefully. Ooh, let me say this very carefully. You <laughs> you are like Oh, I can't say it. Oh, I can't say
0: it. Oh, <laughs> let me, let me no, take, don't let someone get a lawsuit from me now. I can't
1: say it. I can't, no <laughs> I can't say it.
0: I'll just I, I can't
1: say it. You look I'll just say this. You like the bad boys, period, and and you're like the people who say we really want good boys, boys, but you like I the bad boys. I wonder what he
2: was going to really say. I'll
1: tell you off the air what I was really
0: going to say. So uh, okay. that's why you don't like kofi uh, as champion. Hey, GB, GB, AG. I'm, I'm actually not recording right now. The uh, show. What were you guys
2: say ha <laughs> Funny,
0: funny. You won't get one over on you. You ain't
2: in charge of the recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So with that said, we've got to uh get these predictions for uh all that's happening here between Raw, not Raw, between NXT takeover and uh and SummerSlam. So, I think it should be noted and this is super important for all of our faction followers who've been following with this championship run. Courtney's been champion since WrestleMania and with him being champion, he's had to defend Uh, In some pretty difficult circumstances, NXT TakeOver 25, uh, the G1 Climax, Slammiversary, Money in the Bank, Stomping Grounds. This is pretty extensive. And so now the next two events will be NXT TakeOver, uh, Toronto, and then, of course, SummerSlam. And then we've given our predictions for the G1 Climax. So after this, Courtney may or may not retain the championship. He could lose it to Clack or myself. I don't know. So these predictions become very, very important. So, with that said, let's get our predictions to see if Courtney will maintain the championship. By the way, let me keep you posted as to where we stand right now. Courtney is sitting uh, overall in this quarter with a record of 20 and 18. Uh, Clack is sitting with a record of 7 and 10. And GB is sitting with a record of 20 and 18. So, yeah, it's really anybody's ballgame with all these matches Uh, coming up. Valedictorian, help me. Yes. I'm I'm what? I'm 7 out of 10? Uh, No, you're 7 out of seventeen. Seven wins, 10 losses. Oh, I didn't hear you. Okay.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I said 7 out of 10. I was about to say, how am I not
1: a champion? (laughs) But you could could, could come away with we've got a number of matches, enough matches to, to make a change here. So the NXT TakeOver Toronto card looks like this. We've got... Candice LeRae against Io Shirai, a uh, tag team match for the tag titles, The Street Profits against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. The Velveteen Dream defends against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Shayna Baszler against Mia Yim for the Women's Championship and two out of three falls match uh, with special stipulations. Adam Cole against Johnny Gargano. Courtney, would you like to begin?
0: No, I'm not going first. I'm the champion. <laughs> what? That doesn't make you any more right, but that's
1: fine. That's Clack, right.
0: go ahead. <laughs> Since Courtney clearly hey, doesn't uh, trust, trust is whatever. I don't, I don't even trust. fact you're writing it down on paper. Who trusts you? I got. Look, I can show the people. So, yeah. Josh, Bill, if you're listening, take notes on this and 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 post it to your social media to hold people accountable. Because apparently, he doesn't uh, believe me.
1: Clack, what do you what are you, what are you uh, picking here for NXT
2: TakeOver? Adam Cole is going to uh, keep his title. Okay. Uh, I'm going with... I'm going to go with Candice. Okay. I think she is going to come out on top. Uh, give me the other message, GB. I'm trying to do it off memory.
1: Street Profits versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly.
2: Street Profits.
1: Okay. doubt about it. Okay. Um, NXT North American title: Velveteen Dream against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong.
2: Dreams got it.
1: Okay. And the women's championship: Shayna Baszler against Mia Yim.
2: <laughs> Shayna.
1: Okay. <laughs> Courtney, do you want to go or do you feel like you need? To no, you
0: still I'm the champion. That's fine. Not- Wait, but we're
2: but we're in the. The NXT division You need to go That's okay No he
1: doesn't want to go That's fine I have my predictions Um, GB did you go? I'm going right now He's going right now Since you're too scared to go Uh, (laughs) I'm not scared I'm I'm the champion I'm the the champion You're tied with me buddy Io Shirai (laughs) wins this grudge match Uh, I'm going to give it to the Undisputed Era To win the tag titles Uh, I'm going with Roderick Strong To win the North American title and I'm. Mm, I, I don't think Mia Yim is the one. I know she's trying, but I'm gonna stick with Shayna Baszler, and Adam Cole wins and retains his title. Courtney, are you just gonna copy off of mine? I
0: actually, I, I actually am, except for I think Johnny Gargano beats Adam Cole.
1: Okay. Okay. So you're gonna use everything else I had except that. Yes.
0: Well, GB, you, you say that you're a great wrestling mind, and that's why we do the show. Great wrestling minds can have the same thoughts. You don't own the thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, see, I see what's happening here. I know exactly what's happening. I do you not own your I know thoughts. a strategy. I'm I know it, and I'm going to tell you what it is. There a strategy. is no
0: strategy. I'm a champion. I have Ali Ropadope y'all into victory. So I get you to choose what? when I come out because I am the champion. Okay.
1: Well, here's let's let's go to the SummerSlam card then, um, and and see what you got going on here from the North. Uh, SummerSlam card looks like this. Boy, we got a lot of matches. Cruiserweight Championship: Drew Gulak against Oney Lorcan. Goldberg against Dolph Ziggler. Trish Stratus against Charlotte Flair. AJ Styles against Ricochet for the U.S. title. Finn Balor against The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. Becky Lynch versus Natalya in a submissions match for the Raw Women's Championship. And Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Uh, Clack, let's start with you. Brock Lesnar. Uh, Randy Orton. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, Brock. Okay, go ahead. Randy Orton. Randy. Okay.
2: Goldberg
4: mm-hmm.
2: I'm going with Natalia hmm. okay unfortunately I'm going with Bailey although I would love to see Amber Moon rip her apart okay unfortunately I'm going with Ricochet although I would love to see AJ Styles beat the tar out of him okay this is my toughest one of the night. Trish versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Attitude Era versus The Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm going to have to go with Charlotte, although I would really love to see Trish get a win. But Charlotte. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens is going to beat Shane McMahon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Unfortunately, Finn Balor is going to beat Bray, which I hate. Hmm. Okay. And I think that's it. Did uh, I miss anybody?
1: Let's see. Uh, the Cruiserweight title. Drew Gulak uh, <laughs> defends against Only Lorcan. Stop laughing at the
2: Cruiserweights. I'm just going to go with Gulak. I mean, his name is just, come on,
0: Gulak needs a break. <laughs> I'm choosing Disco Inferno.
1: Disco Inferno. <laughs> oh, so you're going to actually go now? Oh, no, no not I'm not going champion. to actually... I'm going last. Okay, mm-hmm. You know, you can be wrong and last. So, all right. Basically,
2: uh, GB goes twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what he's doing. I know exactly what twice. he's doing. No, what he's gonna do is see what I say, and he's gonna try to copy what yeah. I say. But it's okay, cause no weapon formed, huh? So, uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> with I'm gonna go with Drew Gulak. Uh, although I think it's gonna be a hard hitting match. Um, definitely Goldberg, obviously. There's no way he comes back and loses, not to Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I'm going with Charlotte Flair just so that she proves that she is indeed the queen of all eras. Uh, I'm going with AJ Styles to retain against Ricochet. Bray Wyatt will absolutely defeat uh, Finn Balor. I got no doubt about that. Um, Yeah, Kevin Owens ain't quitting. Owens is going to be around. He wins the match. Um, I'm gonna go with Ember Moon to defeat Bayley uh, because I think it's gonna be a necessary move though I'm having second thoughts because I think Bayley needs time to be established as a champion but the flip side is here's my flip side this is why I'm gonna go with Ember because if you're paying attention to social media it seems as though Bayley may be getting back into the tag team title picture um Kofi Kingston will retain. I don't think Orton's the guy. I think uh, Orton, in fact, owes Kofi, and Kofi's going to get his receipt. Um, uh, I'm torn with Becky versus Natalia because, honestly, it'd be best for business for Natalia to win and let Becky be the underdog again in a submission match, no less. Um I'm going to go with Natalya At first I was going to go with uh, Becky But I'm going to go with Natalya I think chicanery is going to happen At SummerSlam to keep the people talking Um, oh, I don't know what to do with this Brock versus Seth thing Because Seth has been getting trashed and You don't get trashed this much To turn around and then lose At SummerSlam But if he loses Then I don't know what's next for Seth and if Seth wins, what's the point of a Brock championship then?
4: Hmm.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: mm, I'm gonna go with Brock. Go ahead, pick that losing record, GB.
4: I'm
1: gonna, go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna change my mind. Uh, see, now I know I have picked the winner because I've either gone with Brock or Seth.
4: Um.
1: Nope, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with Brock. All right, go ahead, champion. It's the last I'm, time I'm going to call you that this year. I'm going
0: to go with Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. Charlotte Flair makes lunch meat of Trish Stratus. Dolph Ziggler loses to Bill Goldberg. Goldberg wins. AJ Styles beats Ricochet. Bray Wyatt destroys Finn Balor. Kevin Owens beats Shane McMahon. Kofi Kingston beats Randy Orton. If you haven't noticed, this pay-per-view is all about paybacks. Bailey keeps the belt against Matthew Palmer's girl. Shane. Natalia. Takes back what rightfully belongs to them and beats Becky Lynch, and Brock Lesnar beats Seth Rollins. I will remain your undisputed champion as I defeat Gerard Cleopas Valedictorian Bonner and Brandon
3: Nocho Clack.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll just have you guys note that he waited until my answers and gave all of them except one in both cases just to ensure that he wasn't a complete
0: plagiarizer which, so which, which which one was different on the second one
1: um the one that was different was bailey versus ember moon you gave all the same answers as i did yep that has and to you be
2: illegal why does he get the copy
0: he knows I he did but, like that's, but that's but that's okay He's That's been cool. going, last, G, you should have been copying me. Clearly, if I'm winning, it proves, and this is my first time going after you, it proves that I am a wrestling mental juggernaut, and you should have been copying me. So don't get mad that the champion's here. And I, can... mm-hmm. I Listen, I, I, you, champ- champ- you and Clack are not wrestling minds when it comes to prophesying endings of pay per views.
1: Champions. Champions are made in the Wi-Fi. Praise the Lord! <laughs> All right. Yes, good. they
0: are. Well, make sure, make sure you're watching. How this? How am I don't trust you. I need you to post a picture of that dog on paper you wrote on on our Insta story. I can do that. I mean, it's already. You need to post it today. Uh, uh d- d- shortly. Because I, I, I don't will,
1: trust you. I will post it. I got no problem doing that so the people can see everything that I've written. It's handwritten right here. You all can see it. Well, post it's it. handwritten right here. Give you a yeah, we'll, we'll make out what you said. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to post it and, and do all that type of stuff. Make sure you guys are watching NXT TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam this weekend on the WWE Network. The new and improved WWE Network, by the way. I happen to love the updates that they've made. They've been pretty, pretty snazzy to say the least alright well I think we've covered just about everything we've extended the show a little bit today but I appreciate you guys hanging out with us and those joining us in podcast land here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media Courtney I'm the champ I'm going last oh okay, okay.
2: Oh my. God. Enjoy, so that. enjoy that
1: enjoy that because he won't be able to enjoy it next week
2: uh, Clack Brendan J. Clack on everything Come talk to me.
1: Yep, you can reach me at Bonnerfide on everything.
0: Definitely come and holler at your boy. And uh And I'm at C Major Beard on Instagram and Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. The champ is here. The champ shall remain here and I ain't going nowhere.
1: And you know what? You are right. Your spot on this show is absolutely secure. You don't ever have to worry about that. <laughs> Whether I don't that know that championship no, 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 no. isn't the thing. I don't, don't understand
0: <laughs> <don't> do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. I you, no, you... I, I am not my hairline. I shall not be moved.
1: Oh. You are not your hairline, and, but you are your Wi-Fi. I love it. Take ownership, my friend. That's what we do in these last and evil days. All right, guys. Until next time, it's Clack, it's GB, and since he likes to be last, it's Courtney. And this is the faction powered by Bonner 5 Radio.